Welcome to Bible Stories for Blasphemers. This is not a theology, history, or morality podcast. It is simply a podcast where stories from a very popular book are told by a moderately adequate storyteller. And if you were expecting family-friendly language, I'm afraid you won't find that here either. Enjoy. for blasphemers that's us here we are we made it we're here we did it we got to the microphone drinking energy drink yep yeah and now we're sharing it yeah don't try this at home kids don't worry about the germs we are a bonded pair yeah (laughs) we're two kittens that have to be adopted together correct (laughs) or else they'll be sad we are part of the same COVID pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Isn't that insane that, like, me three years ago would not even be thinking about shit like that? Like... About COVID pods or... Like, like, sharing germs. Oh, yeah. Like, I would be... The, the threshold for... Sharing a drink with someone would be, well, are you currently sick? Oh, you're not? Okay, I'll share a drink with yeah. you. You know? Yep. And now everything has changed. <laughs> everything has, has changed. changed. Yep. I'm glad that we were able to say that together. I'm not sure why we did. Yeah. We could um, just, like, clip that in over and over again. <laughs> everything has changed. <laughs> oh, boy. The world. Here we are, folks. What's even going to be happening in the world when this episode comes out? Dude. We're recording this That's on... That's a horrifying question. We're recording honestly. this on February 26th. If something really, really, really bad is happening, I'm sorry for the energy we're bringing. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Um, we'll delay it if it makes sense to you. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Yikes. Everything yeah. is trauma. If you listen to this years from now in a time capsule, this week we found out that... Russia invaded the Ukraine. The Ukraine? Ukraine? Yeah. I don't know how you would say that, but it is sad and depressing as fuck. Yeah. And it's like all I can look at is the news about that. It's very sad. It's very sad. So but also... Also, there's terrible things happening in the U.S. There's a lot of other <laughs> bad things happening, yeah. but also I, I was going to say there seems to be some hope because so far Ukraine seems to be kicking ass. So I'm fucking terrified yeah i mean yeah. everybody's pretty scared yeah about my it. <laughs> my boss i was like what are you gonna do this weekend he's like i think we're gonna make some nfts to sell uh so- no no listen okay <laughs> so i think we're gonna make some nfts to sell to support the uh militia in ukraine like to... that's like i think i'm gonna burn the rainforest <laughs> to help some orphans like those are <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a bad thing. I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> to be doing. If you ever listen to this, tell him you said that. Okay. I'm sorry to this person who hasn't thought about how bad NFTs are for the environment. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's the other thing that's happening right now. There's a lot of bad things. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about them on this extremely good podcast mm-hmm. that is only about happy things that happen in the book of Genesis. <laughs> you know us. <laughs> Nothing bad is Nothing happening bad happens in here. the Bible. Oh, man. Okay, guys. Are you ready? Because last week we saw the same thing happen to Joseph uh, three times, which yeah. is that... He got put in a shit situation. God loves him. And he he was put in charge of everyone in the world. And then he was a slave. And then he was a prisoner. And then he was a guard for the pharaoh or an officer or something. He's, like, basically just the person doing pharaoh's job for him. Yeah, where we last (laughs) left our hero, he was selling grain to people all over... Africa. Yeah, because he he was able to predict based on the pharaoh's dreams um, that there was going to be a famine, and so Egypt was mm-hmm. able to save. They prepared for it and prepare. And Joseph is in charge of basically the entire land of Egypt, so he has all the food in this corner of the earth. So this is interesting. Um, just as a side note, in terms mm-hmm. of like human culture and technology, like. At this point, this is like a novel idea. Saving food for famine. Um, Putting aside things during good times. Yeah. To save it for bad times. It might have been, yeah. Yeah. I just I just feel like I don't know what Im- other cultures were up yeah, to. Yeah, but... exactly. I just feel like that's important to know. Like at this time, like that was new. Yeah, like, at, at the least Pharaoh for this couldn't area, figure yeah. out to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. Own. Where now we know that it seems so obvious, but, like, people had to figure it out <laughs> even forever ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's where we left our hero. Okay, now what? So we are now on Genesis chapter 42. Oh, yeah. And we have been with Joseph uh, since he was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he is... He was 30 when he got put in charge of Egypt, and it's been at least seven years since then. So he's almost 40, maybe early 40s. Okay. I'm not sure how far into the famine we are. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, at this point, our camera pans up and goes back over to the rest of Joseph's family, who oh. is also suffering from famine Oh, back where they live. Okay. So, all of his 11 siblings. Uh, 12. 12 siblings. Yeah. And so, his, his mom, his, his mom is dead, yeah. but his other three stepmoms yeah. <laughs> um, are still alive, yeah. as far as we know. Um, and his dad, his dad. Uh, Jacob slash Israel. Yeah. So, we pan over. Yeah. When Jacob saw. That there was grain in Egypt. Jacob said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? And he said, Indeed, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down to that place and buy for us there, 
so that we may live and not die. So basically, yeah, go get food. he sees that all of his sons are like, oh my god, we're gonna die. Yeah. The famine is getting really bad. And yeah. Jacob says, look, I've heard that there's grain in Egypt. Go down to Egypt, get some grain. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. So Joseph's ten brothers, um, so I guess Benjamin was not, he, Benjamin was too little still, I okay, guess. Fine. Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. Benjamin was born before Joseph was like, um, sold to slavery, right? Yes, but I don't think he was born that long before. I know, but I'm saying, like, we know it's at least been 15 years. Yeah. It's probably been more than 15 years, like 20 years. Well, it says, the next verse says, Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he said, lest some calamity befall him. Oh. Because Benjamin is the youngest, He's already lost Joseph. Yeah. He thinks Joseph is dead. Yeah. And Benjamin is the only one left who is also a child of Rachel. Yeah. Plus he's the babyest. Yeah. Yeah. So. That makes sense. So the rest of the brothers, except for Benjamin, uh, went to buy grain among those who journeyed for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Okay. So Joseph was governor over the land at that time. And it was he who sold uh, all of the grain. And Joseph bro- Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. Oh, just like the dream he had. Just like his early dreams yeah, as a 17-year-old. bowing down. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted as a stranger to them. Because oh, so they didn't recognize him because it had been no, so long. No, because it had been yeah. so long. Yeah. He's... 40 something now and he the, was yeah. 17 last I saw him yeah um he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them he said to them where do you come from and they said from the land of Canaan to buy food so Joseph recognized his brothers but they did not recognize him and Joseph remembered the dream which he had dreamed about them yeah we, we covered which that you covered yeah. and he said to them You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. Uh, So he's saying, like, you're spies for some other country, and you've come to see that our land is barren and our famine is really bad. Yeah. And you're just trying to fuck with us. They said to him, No, my lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We all are one man's sons. We are honest men, and your servants are not spies. Okay. Um, he said to them, he must be loving this. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) no, I think you are spies. And they said, we are 12 brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And in fact, the youngest is with our father today. And one is no more. Ah! Oh my God. Who said that? Did Reuben say that? Uh, it just says they said, so I'm not sure which of them. I bet it's, I bet it's like the oldest is speaking for them. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph said to them, It is as I spoke to you when I said you are spies. In this manner you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother, and you shall be kept in prison see that, so that your words may be tested to see whether there is any truth in the things you've said. Or else, by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies." Oh my god, so he's basically, trolling them so much. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I think you're definitely spies, yeah. but if you're not lying, then bring that youngest brother. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god. So uh, he put them all together in prison for three days. Okay. So I guess he put all of them there to sit and think about it for three days. Oh my god. (laughs) So they didn't go get them yet. No, not yet. Yeah. Uh, Then Joseph said to them, do this and live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined to your prison house, but you go and carry grain for the famine of your houses and bring your youngest brother to me. So your words will be verified and you shall not die. So he's basically okay. like, Assuming I'm gonna, you're not lying. I'm going to yeah. give you all grain and you can go back, but you have to leave one person here as collateral. And if you don't bring back your youngest brother to yeah. prove that you weren't lying, I'm going to kill the guy that you left here. Nice. <laughs> and like, to be fair, the youngest brother is the only one that is Joseph's full brother. And all yeah. these other brothers, as far as he know, were terrible people who... No, yeah. And Benjamin's the only one who definitely, definitely, definitely did not fuck with him. Yeah. Because he was a baby. Yeah. Um. So they did so. They did what he said. They said to one another, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would... And we would not hear. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. So basically, they're thinking of Joseph. But they are not recognizing that this man is is Joseph. Joseph, And they're thinking, we're being punished by God for For the sins that we did to to Joseph. Joseph. (laughs) Don't you love that, like... uh, Okay, so I realized today... Because I'm moving, folks. um, This is a weird story, but I'm going to go for it. Okay. (laughs) So I'm moving, everybody. Um... Pretty pretty big move for me, but I'll still be in the same area. It's just, like, not in Seattle, and I've only ever lived in Seattle. So, when I moved into the place that I'm in now, my na- my then neighbors in the apartment across from me, who you, Dan, actually met. Yes. Um, they saw all my boxes, right? And they are like, hey, like, can can we use those? Like, if you don't want them, can we use them? And I was like, uh, no, like, I, I'm going to keep them for when I move out. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, oh, okay. So I put them down in the, like, storage area and, like, didn't think about it again. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fast forward to today, those neighbors are long gone. They've moved out. And um, I have to move out now. And I go downstairs and I'm like, I have to drag all my fucking boxes upstairs, okay. And I realize, like, most of the boxes are gone. Like, they, they clearly used them. Yeah. And, um, I was like, oh, man, like, I guess I don't care. It just, like, kind of sucks that they asked and I said no and then they did. Yeah. But, like, I also am like, I kind of don't care. But I was like, that's the thing, though, is, like, I've seen them since they moved, like, when they came to, like, get mail once or something, and, like, it changed my entire memory of seeing them. Like, oh my god, they're probably, like, feeling shitty because they know that they fucking took something from me (laughs) that I explicitly told them not to. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, I would, anyway. Um, what are you, like... If you know you, depends, you did something, but, like, yeah, kind of shitty, but not, like, terrible, you know? Yeah. You feel, like, a little bit, like, oh, I was hoping I would never see you again, kind of. Yeah. And they, they clearly have that look on their face, like, oh, I was hoping I would never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this reminds me of. Like, this, like, 
oh yeah joseph oh yeah because like they're all guilty about that they all feel bad yeah Yeah. (laughs) not that uh using my empty moving boxes is as bad as selling your brother brother into slavery slavery. yeah (laughs) after leaving him to die in a pit like pretty terrible so yeah so basically they're like this is god is punishing us for what we did to joseph and reuben answered them saying and i assume this is said very angrily Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did i not speak to you saying do not sin against the boy and you would not listen to me Therefore, behold, his his blood is now required of us. Oh, man. He's like, I fucking told you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I told you. (sighs) Okay, then what? Um, But they did not know that Joseph understood them, for he spoke to them through an interpreter. So Joseph speaks speaks Egyptian. He also speaks Hebrew, but he doesn't let them know that he speaks Hebrew. That's what Daenerys did. Yeah. Yeah. But... This came earlier, and we have yes. to stop. <laughs> I will never stop. Everyone this... likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know what everyone likes. Until we even got a single person complain about it. We haven't had a single person <laughs> say anything good about it, either. Yeah. People don't say a lot of things about this podcast. We don't have a large following. Please tell your friends. <laughs> Please tell your friends about it. Please tell your friends to weigh in on whether or not Mariah should keep making Game of Thrones references in the year of our Lord 2022. I didn't expect them to be so similar. I really didn't. Like, tell me something else where someone does that. Um, lot, lots of things, probably. Probably, but I can't think of a single one. I feel like people do that in real life. Pretend to not... Hiring an interpreter... He didn't hire one. I mean, he probably just had one there because he's surrounded know, but by Egyptians. Nowadays, in real life, I don't think people are hiring interpreters when they know how to speak a language. Okay, I yeah. wasn't thinking of the hiring interpreter <laughs> part. I was thinking of when you pretend you don't speak a language oh, so yeah, that no, you can no, listen no, to I'm people No, I'm specifically gossiping. talking about the using an interpreter to fuck with them. It's great. That's what Daenerys did. We'll cut all this out. Okay. Is fine? Um, so he turned himself away from them and wept. Oh, because those are his brothers. He's having a lot of feelings. A lot of his past trauma is coming back to him would, right yeah, now. Yeah, I can relate. I would feel that way. Um, then he returned to them again and talked with them. And he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. So Simeon oh, is... Oh, yeah, we don't like Simeon. Simeon is one of the older yeah. ones. And, and he's one of the ones who kills everybody. After the dining incident. And he may have been one of the sort of ringleaders of yeah. the selling Joseph. So, uh, anyway, he decides to take Simeon as the okay. one that is collateral. I'm cool with that. So he gave a command to fill their sacks with grain to restore... <gasps> Sorry, hold on. I'm just imagining... I just had a movie play in my head. <laughs> like, in my head, fucking Joseph is standing there with all these brothers having a conversation, acting like he doesn't know them. And he's like, okay, one of you is going to stay here and be my prisoner. Hmm. I pick you. And it's like (laughs) the one that he fucking hates the most, obviously, because he's such an asshole to him. There's a reason why there are movie and play adaptations. Yeah, like, because... Because everybody is seeing this cinematic scene. Yes, exactly. It's a movie in my head. I can totally see it. And it's great. Um, So he gave his servants a command to fill all of their sacks with grain to restore all of their money back to them. 
um, and give them provisions for the journey. So they loaded their donkeys with the grain and departed from there. But as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey feed at the encampment, he saw his money. So basically, like, they paid for this grain. Joseph had his servants put the money back in with the grain so that they didn't actually pay for it. He would be nice. Um... And they didn't know that that happened. Well, yeah, because he was trying to just secretly be nice to them. Yeah. Well, and also While fuck appearing with them a little to bit. fuck with them. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Honestly, it is. Like, um, because you are both taking the high ground and trolling them. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> uh, so the one that found the money in his sack said, My money has been restored. There it is. And then their hearts failed them and they were afraid saying to one another, oh, no. like, what is this him? that God has done to us? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, no, that guy was super mean and we didn't pay him somehow? Yeah. Even though we thought we did? Oh, yeah. fuck. Like, the anxiety. He's going to be so oh, mad. Man, that's great. So they went to Jacob, their father, in the land of Canaan, and they told him everything that happened. Like, there's this really mean guy. Yeah. And he needs to meet Benjamin. They say, the man who is lord of the land spoke roughly to us and took us for spies of the country. Oh, my God. Um, when Jacob finds out, oh, my God. So they tell their dad the whole story. Um, and then it happened as they emptied their sacks that surprisingly each man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were all afraid. Yeah. Um, and Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And you want to take Benjamin. All these things are against me. <gasps> oh, no. He's like, Joseph died. I'm pretty sure that guy yeah. is definitely can, killing I Simeon. I can totally understand why he would feel that way. And now yeah. you want to take Benjamin to him, and uh, he's just going to kill yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. And fuck all of this. Joseph had to have anticipated that, though. So then Reuben spoke to his father. Okay. And Reuben, again, is just trying to make things right. And Reuben spoke to his father, and I I think he's just saying this to make his father, like, feel better and calm down, because he's pretty sure that he can handle the situation. But he says, kill my two sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands, and I will bring him back to you. He's saying, like, yeah. I will protect... Benjamin on the life yeah, of my, my own sons. kids. Yeah. I promise to protect it, my little brother Benjamin. I mean, they have the grain now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they could call it. <laughs> but they want to go back and they get, Simeon. get Simeon. Yeah. But Reuben is basically like pledging on his mm-hmm. life and his son's life. Like, I'm yeah. going to protect my brother Benjamin, I promise. Yeah. Um, I'm sure no harm comes to him. Jacob said, My son shall not go down to you, for his brother is dead and he is left alone. If any calamity shall befall him along the way in which you go, then you would bring my gray hair, w- bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. <laughs> so basically, he's like, Listen to me. Yeah. I am not giving you Benjamin. If anything happens to him, I will die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. If you don't give me this food, I will die. Yep. <laughs> Call back to I Esau. Need if I don't I get die. stew now, I will die. Okay, but you have to give me your birthright. <laughs> okay, fine. Just give me soup. <laughs> um, okay. So the famine was severe in the land. This is the start of another chapter. So clearly they talked about this for a while. 
We're we're deep in the famine. Yeah, we're deep in it. The famine was severe in the land, and mm-hmm. it came to pass when they had eaten all the grain which they had brought from Egypt that their father said to them, "You have to go back and just buy us a little bit more food." And did, did Reuben come back? No, they haven't. They haven't done anything like like they haven't gone back to Egypt. Oh, okay, okay. Because he told them he would not give them Benjamin. Okay, sorry, I my bad. Um. So this time Judah spoke to him, saying, "Judah, oh my God, the one with the yeah, okay. the one of yeah. Tamar, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Judah spoke to him, saying, "The man solemnly warned us, saying, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we can go down and buy food. But if you won't send him, we can't go down. For the man said to us, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you.'" So how long have they been doing been up here? Like a it, few months. It doesn't say, but like probably at least a few months to go yeah. through all the grain. Yeah. So um, they just fucking left Simeon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dad was like, Simeon's always been an asshole, and Benjamin is my perfect angel. Yeah. So also, know. Benjamin is like a teen, maybe a young twenties. Yeah. Simeon is. Far older than Joseph, who is, like, late 30s, early 40s. So Simeon's, like, I don't know what, like, a 50-year-old? Like, he's a grown-ass adult. This is, like, Lord of the Rings, where everyone is, like, 30 years older than you imagine them being. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Israel said, and again, it goes back and forth between calling him Jacob and Israel. Yeah. Israel said, why did you deal so wrongfully with me as to tell the man whether you had another brother? Like, how, why would you even tell him about Benjamin? Yeah, why did you lie? They said, the man asked us pointedly about ourselves and our family, saying, is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? And we told him according to these words. As if he knew. As if he knew about those. (laughs) God, they're so stupid. (laughs) They say, how could we possibly have known that he would say, bring your brother down? (laughs) Look, I have a brother... And he looks so strikingly similar to the way he did at 17, I would fully recognize him. But. Joseph, time has really changed him. I mean, you look insanely different than you did at 17. Maybe Joseph is also trans. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, Born Josephina, actually. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's me, Dan. I'm here to trans every character in the Bible. <laughs> and, um, yeah, queerifying the Bible one character at a time. That's yep. us. Uh, so, yeah. Judah said to his father, send the lad with me and we will arise and go. And that way we will live and not die. Both we and you and also our little ones. Cause they all have sons too. Uh-huh. Um, He says, I myself will be a surety for him. From my hand, you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. For if we had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned this second time. He's like, just let me do it. I'm responsible for him. Because it's going to look bad going back now after it's been months. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And who knows what Joseph is thinking at this point. Oh, man, this is great. Is Joseph I visiting what... Simeon in the I prison? Know. Like, your I brothers see... haven't come back for you, dude. I see why this is, like, so made into so many, like, works of fiction. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's 
just really compelling. It's a really good story. And, like, the fact that it's the first time in the Bible that the, like, main character... Because there really is a main character in every generation here. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the first time in the Bible that the main character has just been not a dick really ever. Yeah. Except to people who deserve it. He's just not really, like, a total dick murderer, horrible person. Raping person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He, like, seems to have some empathy. Yeah. So maybe being a slave was good for him. (laughs) Like, fuck. (laughs) It was rough. Again, not similar to American slavery. Can't stress that enough. Yeah. Not similar. Okay. Um, so basically Jacob gives in yeah, and says, okay, it, but if you're going to take him, you need to take, uh, the best fruits of the land, carry down like a bunch of presents for this man, get, (laughs) give him, it says, uh, balm and honey and spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds. All the things that we, well, all the things that he couldn't get. They should just be eating. All the things that he couldn't get in Egypt, all the like yeah. delicacies. But seriously, um, if they're in a famine, just eat the nuts. Like what? The I mean, yeah, these might be like the only nuts they have. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it takes a ton of water to yeah. make nuts. I guess. Um, he also says, take double the money in your hands, and also take back the money that was returned to you in your um, sacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Um. Take your brother also and arise and go back to the man and may almighty God give you mercy before the man and he, that he may release your other brother and Benjamin. If I am bereaved, I am bereaved. (laughs) So he's like, if I, honestly, if I'm going to have to just die of grief, I guess that's what will happen. I mean, when it comes to the point where you're just like dying of hunger, it's like, what are you going to do? So they took the present and Benjamin and they took double money and they went to the land of Egypt. I wonder what Benjamin thinks about all this. I know. (laughs) And they stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready for these men will dine with me at noon. Wow. I bet all the way up until an animal, they were terrified. Well, he's probably still not speaking their language, That's so they true. don't know. That's true. Okay. What he said. <laughs> um, the man did as Joseph ordered, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Now the the men uh, were afraid when they were brought into Joseph's house because they didn't they know, know why exactly there. why they were invited. Yeah. They said it's because of the money, uh, because the money was returned in our sacks the first time that we brought with us, and that that is he probably put it there Mm -hmm. so he could make a case against us and Mm -hmm. take us as slaves. And, uh, when they drew near to the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door. They said, Oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food, but it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks and there was each man's money. And so we have brought it back in our hand and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy more food. We do not know who put the money back in our sacks. They're like, listen, yeah. please, please, don't please. It, it was not our fault. Uh, the steward said, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Uh, then he brought Simeon out to them. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it's fine. Um, he brought them into Joseph's house and gave them water and they washed their feet and he fed their donkeys and then uh, they made the present ready for Joseph, t- who was coming at noon. Yeah. 
And Joseph came home. They brought him the present that was in their hands, and they bowed down before him to the earth. And he asked them about their well-being and said, Is your father well, the old man of who you spoke? Is he still alive? And they answered, Our father is in good health, and he is still alive. And they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves. Okay. So. Hey. <laughs> then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son. And he said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? Aw, he's like probably stoked to see him. He said, God be gracious to you, my son. And his heart yearned for his brother. Mm. So Joseph made haste and sought somewhere quiet to weep. He still didn't want them to know. Wow, God. I mean, he's had a rough life. They were cruel to him. Yeah. And he's if they find out life. it's him, they're going to be so mad. He's had a lot of near-death yeah. experiences and trauma thanks to yeah. these brothers. Yeah. But when he Except sees... Benjamin. Benjamin, he is like, I have to go cry in the bathroom real quick. I'll yeah. be right back. <laughs> the eldest sibling, Jean, kicked in. Yeah. Um, he went into his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out and he restrained himself uh, and said, serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews for that is, is an abomination to the Egyptians. Okay. I guess. Weird. Maybe they had their own sort of version of kosher. Or, uh, or if it was segregation. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, because weren't the Jews slaves? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Okay. okay. Just Joseph. Just Um, They sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another. Then he took servings to them from before him but benjamin's serving was five times as much as any of the others oh my god so they drank and they were merry with him so like he invited them in he had a good time with Mm -hmm. them but he still doesn't want them to know that he's their brother so is uh, is simeon with them at this point yeah he brought simeon out okay he released him and he's he's with them uh that was when they first arrived at the gate okay yeah um, okay, so we're gonna get through this last little bit here. Okay. It's still not gonna be the end of the story with Joseph, but it's gonna be a conclusion of this part. Okay. So, he commanded the steward of his house and said, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack, and also put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest one and his grain money. So he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. This is going to get heartbreaking, okay. but also good. Okay, so he gave them all the money and food that they could ask for. He put he gave them all the food they wanted. Yeah. He put their money back in their sacks again, yeah. but without telling them. Yeah. And he also put a silver goblet into Benjamin's sack. Yeah. So um, is it like he's going to frame them for stealing? So let's let's get to it. Okay. So according to the word that he had spoken, um, as soon as the morning dawned, the men were sent away, they and their donkeys. And when they had gone out of the city and were not yet far off, Joseph said to his steward, Get up, follow the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Is it is not this the one from which my Lord drinks, and with which he indeed practices divination? You have done evil in so doing. 
So he's basically what the like heck? Joseph is confusing go doing that. <laughs> go get them. Yeah. Find the cup that you put in Benjamin's sack and accuse him of stealing my precious cup that I use for divination. Okay. <laughs> kind of weird given he seems like he liked Benjamin. Yeah, it's all over the place. Okay. It's just for the drama. Uh-huh. At this point, it's for the drama. This is for the drama. Okay. So he overtook them. Maybe he meant to put it in someone else's sack. And then he accidentally put it in. No, he specifically said the youngest one. Okay. He wants it in that sack. Okay. Um, he overtook them and the guys are like, why would you say these words? We, we didn't do this. Um, they basically said like, with, we have not stolen any silver or gold with whomever of your servants it is found, let him die. And we will Mm -hmm. also be my Lord's slaves. They're like, we definitely didn't take anything. If you find it, you can kill that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, again, not a good thing to say yeah. when you don't know all the facts. Yeah. <laughs> he said, now also let it be according to your words. He with whom it is found shall be my slave, and you shall be blameless. Then each man greedily let his sack on, open on the ground, and they opened their sacks and searched. He began with the oldest and left off with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes, and each man loaded his donkey and returned to the city. So why'd they tear their clothes? Because it's that thing about mourning. Oh, because Benjamin's gonna be a slave. Because Joseph's like, well, then I'm gonna keep yeah. Benjamin as my slave. Yeah. And so then, fucking um, Reuben's fucking sons are gonna die. Okay, then what? So Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house. And he was still there, and they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said to them, What deed is this you have done? Did you not know that such a man as I can certainly practice divination? Oh my god. He's like, I saw in my magic practices that you had stolen my things, yeah. basically. Oh my god. Judah said, What shall we say to my lord? What shall we speak, or how shall we clear ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your servants. Here we are, my lord's slaves, both we and he also, with whom the cup was found. Um, And we're getting to a point where you start to see the foreshadowing of Joseph is doing all of this to get a confession from them. Oh. Because they still haven't said we're guilty of doing something to our other brother. And that's why. Oh, because he was like, what happened to him? And And they they just just said he died. Yeah. 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 He said, Far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose hand the cup was found, he shall be my slave. The rest of you can go in peace to your father. So they're like, he's like, I'm only keeping Benjamin. Yeah. And Judah said, Oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's hearing, and do not let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even like Pharaoh. He's like, Basically, you're very powerful. Please yeah. don't kill me for saying this. Yeah. You said... You asked us if we had a father or another brother, and we said we have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age who is young. His brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. Then you told us, bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. And we told you, he cannot leave his father. If he should leave his father, his father would die. But you told us, unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall see my face no more. So when we went up to our father and we told him the words that you said, um, our father 
you know, he he's like, so this is the thing. Recapping. Why why it took us so long? Yeah. Um, he recaps it. He was like, Dad didn't want to lose him. Yeah. Yeah. Then he he adds to the end of this story. He says, "Your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons, and the one went out from me, and I said, surely he is torn to pieces.'" And I have not seen him since. But if you take this one also from me and calamity befalls him, you shall bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Now, therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the lad is not with us, since his life is bound up in the lad's life, it will happen (laughs) when he sees us that the lad is not with us that he will die. Yeah. So, basically, he... You really think my dad is going to literally die? He... This is the first time that any of them have told Joseph the story of their brother Joseph. Well, they didn't say that he was sold into slavery. No, but they're saying, like, listen, uh, we had another brother who was Benjamin's brother specifically. Yeah. And our father nearly died because that brother is gone. So we really, really need to bring Benjamin back. Um, Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him and he cried out make everyone go out from me so like he's like everybody leave leave. everybody get out of here right now yeah um so no one stood with him while joseph made himself known to his brothers so he told them all to leave and then he he sent all of his servants out oh okay and he wept aloud and the egyptians and the house of pharaoh heard it then joseph said to his brothers i am joseph does my father still live but his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. <laughs> because everything is bad. Yeah. <laughs> they well, were like, oh my god. Like you oh, fucked with us so bad. Well, it's not just that. It's like, oh my god, we fucked with you so yeah, bad. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> uh, but he has finally oh revealed himself. So they're afraid of what he will do. They are afraid of what he will do. Um, Joseph said to them, please come near to me. So they came near and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not be grieved or angry with me or with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God sent me before you to preserve the posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So he's saying, like, listen, I know you did a terrible thing to me, but it turned out that this is the only way that our family was going to survive. Yeah, it's true. So... Because if he hadn't been there to interpret the Pharaoh's dream, no one would have saved food because no one knew what saving was. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. All of this is very mythologized. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he says, so now it was not you who sent me here, but God, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. Father to Pharaoh? I think metaphorically, I think the Pharaoh was younger than him. Oh yeah. Okay. Like a child king. Yeah. Yeah. He says, hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me, you and your children and your children's children's, your flocks and your herds and all that you have. 
There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. So basically he's like, you need come to go back here. and we need to move the whole yeah. family here to Egypt. Yeah. Um, That's and, probably a very emotional family reunion. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. <laughs> I think that's probably like, why he sent all of his servants yeah, away. that scene, that's 12 people too. Yeah. It's a lot. Adult men, like, in a room who all have fucking baggage with each other. It's just like, oh. Oh. It says, then he fell down on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them, and after that, his brothers talked with him. Okay, so, so like, they're all happy. They're all, they all cried and hugged okay. and caught up. That went better than... Yeah, I was expecting it too, so that's nice. He was doing all that shit just so that he could get them to mention yeah. his fucking name. So he could be like, yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah. He wanted the dramatic reveal. Yeah. That's all he wanted. <laughs> Can you blame him? <laughs> so that is where we will stop for today. Wow. Um, and next episode, we will be finishing up the book of Genesis. Oh my god. God, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to miss you, Genesis. Genesis is pretty wild. Jeez, it's about to get <laughs> a lot less weird up in here. It's still going to be really weird. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Let's take a break. Okay. It's time to enter our favorite segment, the pop corner. Grab your popcorn. We're headed it's into the pop corner. The pop corner. Where we talk about pop culture that is tangentially related to the Bible in <laughs> yes. some way. Um, do you know that this means popcorn in sign language? I actually did know that. Isn't that really cute? It's I cute. think it's so cute. It's, it's also not great for an audio yeah, medium. It's, well, I was just about to describe it. It's basically like holding your hands in a fist but then take your index finger and just bend them and make them look like popcorn popping <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> like alternate back and forth between both index fingers and that's it um anyway yeah so welcome to the pop corner um this week i want to tell you or ask you about this show that i saw one episode of uh-huh and i immediately thought of you it's, okay and I don't really understand why it's called this. It's called The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yes, baby. Okay. Yes. I know that show, and I love that show. I can't believe we haven't discussed it uh, before. Honestly, it's one of the few shows I watch. Like, I don't watch a lot of yeah. TV, like, like regular rating TV. every week for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, I watch a lot of, like... TV as in media that you watch, but yeah. not like stuff that comes out every week. Yeah. And so it's one of the few that yeah. I do watch. Yeah. But I haven't really talked about it with you because I feel like we are only one chapter or one book into the Bible. Not and even. the whole thing is so many Bible references okay. just all up oh in there. <laughs> yeah. So I was watching Euphoria. Um, with my friend last weekend, and 
they were like, um, we really want to watch the new Righteous Gemstones, so sorry, we're going to watch that. And it was like the newest episode, and I've not seen any of it. I, I went in with no context. This is a wild time to be joining up. No, into it was the like, I couldn't stones. even tell you what happened because it made no sense. Like, it was just It's an nonsense. absolutely, the plot is wild right yeah. now. Yeah, it was, there was like a ghost lady, there was, Duh. it was weird. No, it's, it there was a lady living in a tree. Like, it was so insane. So, um, and so I guess it's about televangelists, which, like, yeah, I, uh, when I was a kid, I had really bad insomnia. I think I've mentioned that on this podcast before. Um, mm-hmm. And so I saw a lot of televangelism. Yeah. And even when I was a kid, it freaked me out. It's, yeah. And so I think it's, like, right. It's a great idea for a show. It's a great yeah. show. It is um, really well written. I do recommend the show. And I think you would still like it. There's a lot of stuff in it that you would like more if you also had, like, an evangelical background. Like, I think it's a really good show for... That's what makes a good show. It's, like, it's got layers for how deep you are into that thing. Like, Mr. Robot is, like a very detailed and good show if you know about the technology they're using and you're like interested in that it's very good yeah yeah and so like anything where i hear that people who come from that like like sign off on it being you know capital g a good show yeah (laughs) i'm like okay i'll listen it's a comedy (laughs) about this family that are um not just so the dad started out as a televangelist okay. and then became... And the dad is, um, what's his name? I don't know actors' names, but he's a famous guy. Is it John Candy? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely don't know the name I'm of I'm looking it actors. up. Hold, hold, please. If they weren't in Lord of the Rings, I probably don't know their name. John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. It's got yeah. him in it. Famous. Super famous. Um, yeah. And Danny so, McBride. And he's also, I think, a writer of the show, John Goodman is. I mean, he's a genius. That yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. um, it's about, like, the dad was, became famous as a televangelist when he was younger. And... That is John Goodman, right? Yeah, the yeah. dad, John Goodman. And then, um, the actual, like, action of the show takes place when he is older He's the head of a mega church. Yeah. And his uh, two sons and one daughter are like trying to sort of start taking over parts of the church as their dad is getting oh, older. God, that's so delicious. It's really, really good. It's oh a comedy. It's fully a comedy. Yeah, but it also it has the like. It has a lot of drama in it and as it, well. And it has the, the like run like running through it is this ribbon of like we don't mind the like explaining how bad these people are oh yeah it's it's not it's it's not like apologetic at all it's for ex-evangelicals a lot of the comedy in it is how 
bloated and corrupt and greedy yeah. and like completely hypocrisy filled the church is it's such a um, good especially for like a show. big mega yeah. churches and tell televangelists yeah. and things like that evangelism in general like yeah. it seems like it's all like everyone i know who's come from that so like you and my therapist came from that <laughs> and uh, I mean that's like why shout out Mariah's therapist that's like why I found him because I was like the only one who had any experience in like religious trauma yeah you know it's hard to find those and uh like some people from podcasts I listen to you know and yeah. everyone has an experience that sounds very similar to yours so to me I'm like yeah that's good like more people should know this yeah more people should know how weird these people are and also make fun of them it's <laughs> it's a really good really funny show yeah. so Danny uh, may watch the, the first scene of the first episode <laughs> and it is like it's... they're doing a like mass baptism in a wave pool and the waves accidentally get turned on or yeah something. it's and really it's incredible like really it's really good <laughs> the first scene of the first episode made me just die laughing when I first saw it. Um, So I'm going to watch that and that'll be, we'll return to the pop corner with uh, Righteous Gemstones content. I will, I will tell you. And since I'm recommending something, I feel like I should like give an overview of the content. Um, Lots of religious trauma. It's HBO. So it has very adult content in it. And the overarching plot of season one, which it, it tells you this by yeah. the end of the first episode, okay. is that um, the oldest son has like a sex tape oh, that nice. he's being blackmailed okay, cool. about. Nice. So <laughs> that is the like content sort uh, of. It makes me want to do research into megachurches because like um, there's this podcast called Ono oh Ross and Carrie that I I think you've yeah. heard some of and. It's a great like podcast. Check it out. Shout out Ono Ross Carey. Not that they need our shout out in any way. They're doing way better They're than doing us. They're doing way better than us. Overall. So <laughs> is Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're good though. And um, they do like these undercover investigations of religious groups by, usually by pretending to be someone who is interested yeah. in joining. And they've done one with like mega churches before. With like televangelists before. That's cool. And it is like fascinating i mean i've been to mega churches that's wild like i my family church wasn't a mega church yeah. growing up but i would every year go to like a conference put on by a mega church wow. um that was like four teens was mars hill a mega church mars hill might they were definitely i think they had multiple branches and yeah. some of the branches it might have been considered a mega church. Yeah. I would love an expose doc on Mars Hill. Like honestly, there, there was probably some fucked up shit going one. on there. There was wild shit going on. Yeah, there. if there's not one, that's like I mean, there are websites that are like where people who went there just like write about their experiences. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about websites. I'm talking about a documentary. Okay, an investigative documentary. Because here's the thing: people messages don't get spread by writing them up websites stand yes they do <laughs> it's only they do. messages only get spread once they're in movies you tell this to me as if i didn't <laughs> just have a tweet that went like mega viral <laughs> 
It was not very good. It's not. I'm it not bragging tweet. about it. It was, it was actually Dan for a very bragging. heartbreaking thing. And also it got me a lot of hate and I'm still dealing with that. But uh, it's fine. Yeah. People suck. But Dan doesn't. But it is proof that written yeah. words get around. <laughs> yeah. On the internet. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, no, I just want to see like a Nexium style like documentary on what the fuck happened there you know i yeah. feel like there's room for it for people who don't know this was a big uh huge church scandal that is like seattle based and so we it was seattle based it. specifically uh yeah i've i went to the seattle mars hill church at one point i mean i know seattle I had college. them but i didn't think that the entire organization was seattle based uh i think think the main guy was in Seattle at this location. Mr. Mr. Mars Hill. Yeah. I know they had like a mass Easter service at the stadium where we have football games. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. I think then. that's because it it was a Seattle based thing. Um, I'm looking. And they've now moved it to like Texas or something. I mean I think it's like defunct now. I defunct in the world of megachurches is like not a thing like they just rename it yeah but the same staff go on to do the same thing under a different name yeah um it does look like according to the wikipedia page like the the mars hill church as uh, no more like that no one uses that name no anymore. one uses that name yeah. but i know that that those well, yeah, pastors sure are still are doing around. their shit so it it was a christian megachurch founded by mark driscoll mark leaf, driscoll yes yeah leaf moi and mike gunn i believe that the and it seattle, was based in seattle yeah, washington was so yeah i i went to one service there once in college wow it sucked it went it went to uh four different states though and I know there's this, like, insanely huge church in L.A. that I think Chris Pratt yeah. goes to. I, the mega church, which is, like, problematic. The mega church that I went to um, for, like, a conference every year that was, like, uh, associated... There was a whole thing, and it's it's a whole thing with um, assemb- Assemblies of God churches, which is, like, a specific sub-denomination of charismatic evangelical churches. Um, Pentecostal is another word for them. Uh, but, uh, I think they were associated with Hillsong, which is a very popular worship band that has also had a lot of scandals. Oh. Oh my god, this is fascinating. We should talk about megachurch scandals and sort of that thing. Maybe we'll talk about Hillsong next week in our pop corner. Alright. All right. Well, it's been real, everybody. Actually, we might talk about Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat in our pop corner because oh, we're going to finish out Joseph. True too. Finish we out Joseph and the Book of Genesis. Yeah, maybe I'll watch Joseph week. and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. We're going to watch it together. Oh, we are. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see you later, yeah, folks. Bye. bye. bye.